welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. What's up? What's up? What's up, Thriver? Yo, I appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. And here's why you should listen. Real talk. Today, we're talking about red flags that you need to look for while dating. Not to ignore, but you need to look for. So buckle your seatbelts because we are going there today. And if you're already married, yo, I invite you to share this episode with a person that could benefit from this conversation. And I appreciate you as well for tuning in. But before we get to the content at hand, I have one review that I want to read. And here's what it says. These everyday tools and tips are pulling people out of gutters and into healthy mindsets. I can't tell you how many times I listened to one of these episodes and they came at the right time. Today alone, I was stressed out about launching my business and I listened to Shoot Your Shot and it changed my whole thought process about this. Thank you so much, um, quote unquote, just a friend for leaving that review. And I will also leave the link to that show, um, Shoot Your Shot episode that she was referring to. And no cap, that was probably not probably that was my best solo episode. It's talking about doing that thing that God has called you to do. So you might want to go back and listen to that. But now let's talk. I am joined today by The Rooted Life. And The Rooted Life is a Christian lifestyle brand that encourages people to build their lives on faith first. Come on now. Through Come candid on. podcast conversations and inspirational online content, longtime friends, Dorian and Morgan, connect biblical truth to everyday life. I'm with them. Most recently, they are the new faces of Black Christian Influencers Podcast, BCI Live. And to be honest, these ladies are killing it in the influencer space. And so I want to welcome to the show Dorian and Morgan as they join us from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And so welcome to the show, Rooted Life Podcast. Hey, what's up, Paul? Uh, so good to be here, Paul. Thank you for that beautiful intro. Come on now, influencer space. Hype us up. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds nice. That sounds really, who are those girls? I, they sound they great. They sound cool. I'd be there. Yeah, I love it. Hey, y'all can just tell right now from the vibe, this is going to be a great episode and just before we get into the content in hand i just want to ask you guys a question and uh morgan feel free to go first like just tell us where have you seen god faithful in this current season paul how much time you got i mean if this is <laughs> is this an episode on his faithfulness because <sighs> i think in this season i have seen him be faithful by giving me what i need when i need it not what i want that he's a god who prioritizes what i need over what i want because what i want is the attention and the fame and I, I've just seen in this season as I kind of embark on a job at my um, at my church that the fact that he made me wait for this because he knew that what I needed in that moment was humility and to be hidden and to be in a season where he's kind of elevating me. I'm like, God, thank you for giving me what I needed in that season and for giving me what I need right now. And so that's been mm. that just shows his faithfulness to me. Mm-hmm. Preach, Dorian, so talk to us. Where's God been faithful in your life? Yeah. I mean, funny enough, I feel like on building on what Morgan said, it's like he's been faithful in the things he's taken away. Like mm-hmm. there have been a lot of I've I've lost a lot of friends, like just a lot of relationships, things that I thought was I'm like, OK, God, I see this, this is going in a certain way. And similar, it's like, you know, he knew exactly what I needed. So some things have been removed so that he could pull new things out of me. And I think mm-hmm. in this last season, of especially being in quarantine, a lot had to die. I mean, mostly my pride, which dies daily, but it's like so much had to die. And then I got to see him birth so many new things in me. So that that is a a beautiful picture of his faithfulness in my life every day. 
L- listen, we could have a whole episode <laughs> about the faithfulness of God. Like what so King David good. said, if I had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be Come enough. It wouldn't be enough. But not to be wouldn't too be churchy, enough. amen. We just, uh, for those that's, <laughs> for you that's listening, <laughs> hey, we uh, want you just to, to honor the faithfulness of God in, in your life and look for it. Because as they said, sometimes God blesses us through open doors, through opportunities, and through um, new relationships. But at the same time, he blesses us through saying yes, but he also blesses us through closed doors. He blesses yeah. us through saying no, and he blesses us through subtraction, which I'm not ready for that conversation. But anyway, um, rooted life. On, Preach. <laughs> don't don't tell me not put that organ on, but I celebrate what God is doing in your lives. And so, yeah, I asked my social media family to like list out some red flags. And this is what one of my Facebook friends said, Jennifer. She said, what, what the question was, what red flag should we look for while dating? And she said, any checks in your spirit. And so when God makes you question an action, a deed, um, look into it. Even if you think that it's nothing or if you think it's well, it's not that bad. Um, people show you their best while they're dating. So with that mm-hmm. comment in mind, Dorian, I'll kick it off with you. Could you just mm-hmm. speak to the role of discernment in dating? Um, so I think we have to remember that the purpose of dating is to gather data. And sometimes we get lost up in just the fun aspect and just getting to know somebody. And it becomes so casual to the point that it's not purposeful. But if the purpose is to actually gather data, then all of that data, if we're using discernment, it has to run through the filter of Jesus. Like I need to run it through the spirit. So anything that I gather from spending time with somebody, texting them, talking on the phone, being in person, I need to run it by the spirit, which, you know, a lot of times it's like measuring these things up against the word. So to Jennifer's point, if something happens, if we get into a disagreement and this person says something that is offensive or is rude or they get defensive and I'm thinking, oh, it's not a big deal, but it's like, okay, well, let's measure that up to the word. Like, what does God say about offense? Mm -hmm. What does God say about how someone should respond when they feel offended? What does God say about forgiveness? All these different things. So I think a lot of times, you know, it's the discernment piece first taking it to the spirit and then secondly like taking it to your community I think a lot of times when we are dating we get so caught up in the idea of this person liking us and I'm so excited so I'm gonna let a lot of things slide and what I have learned about myself is that if I want to set myself up for success in romantic relationships I can't trust myself. So I need to make sure that like when I was dating somebody just recently, I'm like, Morgan, what do you think about this thing? Like, because I know that Morgan is not invested in the same way that I am to where she's going to be able to give me the real raw truth so that I can be able to kind of process and measure that thing and say, "Mm, this actually might be a real red flag that I need to consider. So run it by the spirit and run it by good godly community. That's solid. (laughs) That's solid. And, I, you know, something I'm learning in my walk with Christ is like the more that I submit to those checks, the more checks I get, mm. <laughs> you know, and I think it's something I, I read one time that someone said, you know, sometimes we get an attitude because the Holy Spirit checks us. But it's like if you think about it, we're sitting all day. The fact that he only corrects us the many times the amount that he does is actually an act of grace. Mm. He could be correcting me every second of every day because I'm sitting mm. all day. Mm. But the fact that he doesn't should be enough for us. To be like, OK, well, there's something about this thing right here that he wants me to see. Mm. And so I think that the more that you submit to that check and just give yourself room, the more I found that he is quick to talk to you more. Um, yeah. So I think that's just such a good it's good advice for just our walk with Christ in general. So good. It it really is because the Holy Spirit checking us is actually a a sign of love. Really like is. I love you enough. Like hey, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of going back to what Dorian said, like running through the Spirit. 
like you just got to be careful because if you ignore red flags now, it's just you're just setting yourself up for failure and just kind of like inviting others in. And that just speaks to the com- the, um, the importance of community. And so speaking of community, um, this episode is a little bit different. I invited the online community um, into this. So shout out to Makia, Brandon, Jasmine, Amber and Zipporah. And so they when they answered the question, they all mentioned was controlling mm. and manipulation. And mm. then Diana added alienating you from your friends and your family. So these mm. comments make me think of the word boundaries. And so, Morgan, I kick it over to you. Like, what are some healthy boundaries the listeners should you know consider enforcing while dating so they won't fall prey to um, controlling or manipulative people? Mm. Mm. If you ask Dwayne, I'm the boundary queen. Yes. Like, I will talk about boundaries every single day because I spend a lot of my life without boundaries. So I think before you try to enforce healthy boundaries while dating, you have to enforce healthy boundaries in your life with work mm. and your friendships. Like for me, one boundary I'm working on is taking a Sabbath. Like that is the boundary I'm working on with myself. And so I think also setting boundaries with yourself, like I'm going to turn off the TV at this time, or I'm getting off my phone at this time, because I'm saying these things, I struggle with those two things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a book, you know? And so I think that before you try to deal with other people, you have to practice setting boundaries with yourself. Okay. You can practice how to communicate, how can articulate what's important to you. Um, and so I think that we have to practice it with ourselves and then practice it within community who can give us feedback, you know? And so I think that's a good first step. Like don't wait until you get in a relationship to set healthy boundaries, like practice mm-hmm. now because boundaries are godly, even mm-hmm. Jesus did it. so if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. So I will start off then, but I think in terms of being in a relationship, you, you have to really prioritize time with yourself. I think sometimes you get in a relationship, you're quick to stop doing all the things that once brought you joy. So if it's running or bike riding or Mm-hmm. whatever it is you're quick to sacrifice it because you want to spend all of your time with somebody but I don't yeah. think that's healthy I think that one way that you continue to set healthy boundaries is like give yourself room and time to do the things that give you joy so that you don't become so consumed with that person and start to look to them to to bring you all the happiness and all the, the joy and I think also like you have to give yourself time and room uh, to be by yourself and to reflect with God I think that's a good practice whether you're dating or not like you have to give the Holy Spirit room to speak if you're moving all day, every day, and you never have a moment to be still, I mean, the Holy Spirit can do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to. He can talk whenever he wants. But I want to be intentional about creating space and time in my life where I'm like, God, it's just me and you. Like, I want to I want to hear from you. And so I think making that an everyday regular practice is important. And I think lastly, Dorian kind of touched on this, but having group hangouts, like getting other people's opinions, hanging out in an actual group setting. Um, I think to collect data, but also I think it's just healthy to have community who can give you insight and pray mm-hmm. into your relationship and give you advice. So I think that community piece kind of keeps coming back around. Good theme. Yeah, so good. I was thinking too, you know, one thing, it's not necessarily a boundary, but just a, a piece of advice that I have is like, measure your heart after you spend time with that person. Like, How do you feel when you leave their presence? Do you feel less about yourself? Do you feel poured into? Do you feel encouraged and inspired? Or do you feel like someone just drug you up and down the hall? Like, because depending when you're, and I'm thinking about this because we're talking about manipulative and controlling people. When you leave the presence of someone who's manipulative and controlling, you don't feel good. Mm -hmm. So like take a pulse of your heart. If you feel any type of unsafety or you don't feel like yourself, you don't feel loved, you don't feel um, appreciated, then that is something that you definitely want to pay attention to. That is a for sure red flag. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, something that allows you to be like, okay, I don't like how I feel. I need to do something different here um, and definitely probably make some changes. 
Yeah. I want to add one thing too. I think when you have healthy relationships, particularly in community, you're able to better measure You're I'm able to recognize unhealthy relationships yeah. so fast because I have healthy relationships. And so when you don't have a healthy model to even start to look towards, whether mm-hmm. it's family or friends or another couple, you don't, that's how I ended up in these kind of relationships because I did not know what a healthy relationship looks like. Yep. But now Dory and I have worked so much, even in our friendship, if anything, I'm like, my mama wouldn't talk to me like that. Dory yep. wouldn't talk, my sister, the people in my life who I love and treasure me, treat me with so much respect mm-hmm. and make me feel so honored and so loved that even if I don't have a, you know, a, a man to look up to, I know in the very least, like Dorian would never talk to me crazy like that. She would not try to dishonor me or make me feel bad about myself. And so I think also measuring it up, obviously every relationship isn't going to be the same, but if you have people who are honoring you, that might be a good measure, but okay, does this person make me feel as great as I feel? Like when I leave hanging out with Dorian, I feel great about me, about our friendship, about God. And so that might also be a good, a good practical tip for people as well. Mm-hmm. Listen, the wisdom that is coming from these ladies is is awesome and like okay, Holy Spirit. Come through Holy Spirit. Dorian said, like, measure your heart after you spend time with them. And then Morgan said, give the Holy Spirit room to speak. Create that space in that time. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to pause and say that because that's your tweetable, quotable moment right there so far. Come on. So far. So So far. And so this next one may be controversial, but it shouldn't be because I feel like scripture is it's clear. So, Dory, I'm going to start with you first. Like, is it OK for Christians to date non-Christians? Because I, once again, the online community, one of the red flags that they kept pointing out was the lack of a relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. I remember listening to to one of y'all episodes where y'all was like, you know, we'd be dating our ministry assignment. And so I'm going to let y'all take it from there. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, to your point, it is controversial because at the end of the day, dating is not in the Bible. However, it does influence. We have enough scripture, enough word, enough spirit to influence how we approach dating. And I think, you know, what's interesting, you know, Morgan and I were kind of talking about this and we were like, you know, there's scripture that references spouses being married to an unbeliever. So we know that Mm -hmm. it is something that has happened. We know that people can enter into these situations. And I think, you know, we have to be careful careful about the things that are absolute and the things that are like that need to be brought to the spirit so that we can allow him to influence how we want to approach a specific Mm -hmm. scenario. And I think that dating is just one of those areas. And so would I agree that it is a red flag um, in dating someone who is not a believer? For me, yes, because when I think about my life and my desire to be with a spouse that we are starting at the same baseline. And I know that like for me, Jesus guides everything in my life. Mm -hmm. And so what I would be looking for is in someone that I want to spend my life with is that they too are allowing Jesus to influence and guide everything in their life. So I think that, you know, it always comes down to wisdom for me. Like, would it be wise if you are seeking to be in a Christ-centered relationship to date someone who does not know Christ? I would say no. You know, and I and I think I'm gonna leave it at that. Like, let's leave it up to wisdom. Let's leave it up to the spirit to influence how we approach it. Um, and and I think that there's enough scripture. There's enough everything to kind of help us with that. Mm-hmm. And I would just add that I think that when we make absolutes, we take Jesus out of the equation. And I think a lot of Christians, I fall into it. It's a legalistic mindset. You never do this. You always do this. And it's like, when you do that, you are eliminating the the equation that you need the Holy Spirit in everything you do. So when you think you know what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do, 
you're not leaving room to what we were saying before to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What is your desire for my life? And I don't, I think it's just dangerous for us to be telling everybody what they should and should not do. I think we should tell people, go look in the Bible, seek godly counsel and mm-hmm. pray about it because I don't know what God has for your life. I, I, I can't tell you what he has for your life, but I think something that Dory and I were talking about too, is like considering how strong is your faith? Um, because we know there's scriptures about iron sharpening iron. We know there's scriptures about not being unequally yoked, but it's like, if your faith is weak, baby, don't think that you're going to influence them more than they're going to influence you. We have to be realistic. And so I think you have to be honest with yourself. If you are considering dating somebody who is not a believer, like how strong is your faith? How strong is your (laughs) self-control? Are you going to be able to to not Mm. fornicate? I think you have to be honest with yourself about where you are. Cause I think to your point, Paul, we try to say like, well, I'm going to save them and I'm going to rescue and I'm going to have this like weird Messiah complex, but it's like, Mm -hmm. baby, you don't even spend time with God consistently. How are you going to lead somebody to him? Cool child. You don't spend time with him yourself. Morgan, let them keep their edges. Don't be rude to the people. Come on. They're just questions, Dory. I'm going to sip my water on that. So good though. So good. Uh, so important. And it's a, it's a question. It's a good question. I'm so glad that someone raised this. It is good. Most definitely because I feel like some, sometimes we can do this thing called missionary dating and we can mm-hmm. go after this person hard when really that person needs us to point them to God. Because mm. I saw um, a demonstration, like it's easier for somebody to pull you down as opposed to you pulling somebody else up. That's so true. Now, as a, as a married person, marriage is beautiful, but marriage is hard enough um, mm. with another believer. Come on, and Paul. so when it's with another, when it's with the unbeliever, you're just inviting. And this is my opinion because once again, dating is not in the Bible, but I speak from a place of wisdom, having the Holy Spirit in me, and knowing God's word. You're inviting more problems. You're inviting more stress. Sure. Like as 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 Dorian said, like how can you have a Christ centered marriage when only one person um, knows Christ? And and once again, you know the Lord. Like speaks to you That's different because Hosea He yeah. married Gomer That's, come on. that's, an example. that's, that's a great example. example Yeah, Hosea he married Gomer Gomer was a, was a prostitute mm-hmm. A harlot is to say in the King James And so God had a purpose for that But at the same time You know we can't build a theology off of one scripture We look at Solomon that's really good. That's Solomon good. married people That did not serve his God and because of that, that soul tie that he had it ended up turning his heart away from God. And, mm. and y'all, Solomon, I know, you know, um, he was the wisest, mm-hmm. foolish man ever. Mm-hmm. Man, wisest, foolish man ever. He Come had a, an encounter with God. He was so close to God, y'all, that God showed up to him and said, what do you want? What and Solomon want? said, wisdom. But yet. Yes. Even though as we seek after God, we actually wisdom. If we're not careful and walking with the Lord daily, um, as Morgan said, creating that space and that time for the Holy Spirit, we can get off. And and last thing I will say to that, when he married those people that did not know the Lord, they turned his heart away from God. So you got to be, we're not being legalistic, but we're being loving and speaking the truth in love. You got to be very careful when you're considering dating an unbeliever. Bible says mm-hmm. don't be unequally yoked. And I yeah. leave it at that. I, and I will add this too. I think that, the things about how do I want to say this following Christ influences our character in a way that like only Christ can do. 
Like mm-hmm. there are certain things that like without Christ, no matter how kind I would want to be, mm-hmm. no matter how um, communicative I would want to be, no matter how loving I would want to be, I can't, I simply cannot will myself into doing it. I need the spirit. So when I'm thinking about a spouse, I'm like, even if you are showing me your best self, if you do not have Christ, then I know there are going, because even with him, I'm still struggling. So I'm like, I know that there are going going to be certain things that you simply don't have the source to plug into to really give you the fuel that you need to be all that you even want to be in this relationship. So I think about it as too, you know, when you talk about Paul, like there you're, you're kind of inviting problems in. I think it's like, you're just trying to make it harder for yourself. And it doesn't have to be like, you're at least starting at the same baseline when I know that we're allowing our lives to be guided by the same thing. It's so good right there. And to the to the non-Christian that may be listening, um, we don't speak from a place of, of judgment. We Definitely This not. is really preference and wisdom, and this is really close to our faith. And if you are a non-Christian, hey, we love you enough. We want you to know mm-hmm. the, the joy and the peace that comes to your yes. relationship with Jesus Christ. So this is no shade to you. We oh, just, no. you know, we want to have, you know, um, God honoring um, relationships and dating and taking it even deeper. Um, another person, Amy, she said, just saying that they are Christian is not enough. Is there evidence of the fruit of the spirit in their life come through, Amy? Are they sold out to Jesus completely? Do they go to church with you because they have to or because they want to y'all thoughts on that Mm, i say i agree i think that a title is not enough i think Mm -hmm. the spirit is an excellent measurement to use i think also we just have to be careful we've referenced this a little bit this this idea of legalism and this idea of like i have to i have to earn my way i have to live this very strict paul talked about it a lot because they could not wrap Mm -hmm. their minds about being freed from the law and so they thought that they had to do these 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 particular things at particular times, you know, to earn God's love and his favor and to be near him. And so we can do all those things. You you can have someone go to church and you can have someone doing prayer time, but but the heart change is kind of, I think that what Amy's really getting at is their heart change. Um, Cause you can, you meet people who've walked with God for 40 years and are mean as can be. Mm-hmm. Mean. Come on. You know, that's no judgment to them, but it just makes you wonder. It's like, man, are you having a heart? Are you really having a heart transformation? You know? And I think that is a huge travesty for people to know God, but not look like him. And obviously mm-hmm. we're all going to sin and fall short, but to know him and not look like him, you know, and to, and to not have the intimacy of being changed and made into his likeness. Dorian used this phrase a couple of weeks ago that got me just the, the idea of like through discipline, we get to partake in his holiness. It's like, you're missing such beauty of like being able to partake in his holiness. And so I think for us, Yes, not, you know, saying someone's Christian is not enough, but also don't think just because someone's doing all these things, mm-hmm. they're being made into his likeness. And so um, I think for me, I haven't dated in a while, but I'll be looking to see how they respond when they're angry, mm-hmm. when their feelings get hurt, when work isn't going right, when they have a headache, when they're hangry, because that's when you really need the Holy Spirit to come through for you. Come and on. I feel like that, that, those moments to me show people's fruit more than anything. I know that's the real me that comes out when I'm hangry and when I'm irritated, that's the real me. Mm-hmm. And so how I show up in that moment is, is very reflective of the fact that I need Jesus. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a piece I would think about is like, how do they respond in these different particular moments and, and, and measuring those with, with, with compassion. It's not going to be perfect. No one's not, you know, we're all going to mm-hmm. sin and mess up, but is there a desire to reflect and allow mm-hmm. the Holy spirit to come into their heart and to even apologize or take accountability? Like you were saying during, there's certain things that you only through the Holy spirit can you do. So I just yeah. want, don't want people to get caught up in legalistic 
things like they do all these things. So they know God is like, you could do all that and be very far from him. Mm-hmm. Period. Yo, I mean, her. real quick thing, like Morgan, you say to know him and not look like him. Period. The preacher in me was like, oh, my gosh, because I think about in the New Testament, Peter and John, because their boldness, people say, hey, man, these men been with Jesus or yeah. or Moses when he came down from the mountain. They knew he'd been with Jesus glowing. because he was he yeah. was shining. Look so, like him. OK. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's just a message to those that are listening. You are a believer. Hey, it's not enough just to know him um, intellectually, but we should know him experientially that Mm -hmm. other people look at us and say they look like Jesus or they've been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, what a gift of God to let us look like his son, to let sinners reflect his holiness. I mean, we have to sit with that. We get to reflect the holiness of a perfect father. Mm -hmm. He didn't Mm -hmm. have to do that, you know, but the fact that he would let us partake in looking like his son, although we don't always see it in the act of discipline, to let us even partake in that moment of holiness, of reflecting a a perfect savior, Mm -hmm. it's really a gift of grace. It's really written all over it. (laughs) Mm, It's so good. I, I was even thinking about that this morning, about this idea of like, already being an image bearer. Like I don't have to work at that because he has already said like, you are mine. So like just my existence allows me to be in the family. You know what I mean? And now it is like, I'm being invited into this process of sanctification to be made more holy, to look more like him. And so Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, you, you can see evidence of that. I mean, I call it, we've, we've stamped it the Jesus glow, but you see it on people. Like you can see when that light is reflecting on people, you can see um, just their, their disposition about life. Like, you know, how do they, how do they, feel just on average like what's their baseline do they Mm. seem to be kind of like down a lot you know and because I think that the joy that we find in Christ like it keeps us joyful it it says consider it all joy no matter when when you face trials you know what I'm saying like so we know that even in the midst of hard times like are they still reflecting joy and I think that is one of the true things that I have seen just in so many people. It's like, dang, you can really see that light on folks because even when they're going through, they're still showing him. And that's something only the spirit can do. Mm, that's great. That's my best friend, wow. y'all. You went off. <laughs> okay. Dorian Morgan, I love the wisdom that you bring to it. Like, of course, we're not here to give you a list of do's and don'ts per se. But what yeah. we are here for is to point you to wisdom, to point you to Jesus, to point you to the Holy Spirit where you will follow the Holy Spirit's um, discernment and conviction. And we don't want you to be out here dating, as I heard people say, all willy-nilly out here, all right? Willy-nilly. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit to the mm-hmm. point where you don't I- ignore red flags. And that, once again, I can't stress enough, points back to the importance of prayer, Bible study, going to church, being in community, because when you're doing those things on a consistent basis, when you see a red flag, you're able to discern it and not just overlook it. Oh, this ain't nothing mm-hmm. because That's it's it. the Bible says it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. And so, of course, we don't want to be legalistic, but at the same time, we want to point you to scripture, point you to God, point you to church. And if there's a check in your spirit, hey, check it out. Check it out. And That's so, it. check out the check. Who? Yes. And so as we point you to, you know, point you to the word, point you to prayer, point you to the church, we want you to have that rooted life, pun intended oh, right ooh, there. That was nice, Paul. We like how you did that. Like how you did that. Oh, so rooted life, yo, some other red flags that they mentioned. It was um, not taking responsibility for their own actions, um, mm. being selfish and being rude to the waiters or the waitresses. Mm. And then my friend Kim said road rage, um, can't hold down a job. 
gossiping about your previous relationships early on. It went and off. man, okay. My social media family, they came through in this poll. Any other red flags that y'all will want to mention besides the one that was listed out? Anything? Mm, I think Dory and I were talking about this before we started recording, but also just a lack of clarity. Our pastor always says clarity is kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you aren't, when someone is not clear with you about their intentions and their plans, and um, I think they deprive you of the information you need to make an informed decision about your life. And that's selfish. It's selfish because mm-hmm. you're not giving me all the information I need. And so you're you're holding it back purposely. People don't do it because I, I don't think people are doing it to be malicious. They just have not practiced clarity. But being clear about these are my intentions. I would like to take you out. I would like it to go here because our father is clear. <laughs> God, I know where we're going. I may not know the whole path, but I know at the end, I know God's intentions for me. Come on. And so I think that I've dated a lot of people that were not clear, but I also wasn't clear on what I actually wanted and needed. So I had to take accountability of the fact that I have not communicated what I wanted, but I think a lack of clarity, and that doesn't mean they have to know everything like, okay, in five years, I'm going to get this job, but at least communicating their intentions and being consistent um, in that commitment towards whatever you all have decided you're moving towards. Um, If they're not doing that, I think that is a red flag you should definitely pray about. Mm, Good. I, I would say I would add to that um, a red flag, struggling to give or receive feedback. Say like, it again for the people ooh, in the back. Child, if they struggle to give or receive, receive mostly, because folks usually know how to give. They can tell uh, you all about yourself, nope. but it's the receiving part. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when I think about Hebrews, where it talks about discipline and it talks about like, this idea of correction and how the spirit corrects those that they, that he loves, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it is evidence of his love to be corrected. So if you are going through that process in your faith walk, being corrected all the time, then that means that when I come to you and say like, Hey girl, I really didn't like when you didn't respond to my text message and I really needed to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Morgan's not going to be offended and be defensive and rude back to me. Cause she already get corrected by the spirit. I get dragged every time. day. So she is familiar with the process of someone saying something to you in love to better your relationship. So people who are not ready to be able to hear things about about themselves in order to influence your relationship for the better. I think that's a really big red flag because I don't know really how you will survive a relationship. Not an intimate one. one. Can I add one to it? You you, You got us on a roll now. Submission. How do they act towards leadership and about leadership? Because the person I marry needs to be able to submit to leadership, Mm -hmm. whether it's in the church, whether it's to Jesus, whoever it is. It's like their attitude towards leadership says a lot about them. And Mm -hmm. I've noticed that in myself, that my attitude towards leadership and a lot of times was stank and not compassionate and not Mm -hmm. empathetic and had a lot of issues because I had an issue with submission. I didn't have an issue with that particular leader. I had an issue with submitting to the leaders that God had put in my life because I didn't think they should be leading me, but it's like, God, you put them there and you put me at this job. And so I think their ability or inability to submit says a lot. And that kind of goes back to what you're saying, Dorian, because every day I have to submit, I get to submit Mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to honor my leaders, whether I agree with the decisions they make or not. There, there is a place to, to give feedback and have honest conversations. If I have a relationship with the leader and I can share my heart, there is a place for that. But at the end of the day, I want to honor the people that God put in authority. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I haven't always looked for and something that God is really dealing with me. So it'd be nice if he'd give me a husband who is maybe a little bit further along with submission, who can kind of help me and give me some tips. But I think that submission piece is very, very important because you want somebody who can submit to the Holy Spirit and submit mm-hmm. to leadership. 
Yeah. It's like wisdom, even if it's coming from your wife. <laughs> Come on. Because you ultimately you're submitting to the spirit within me. You're submitting to that's the it. The spirit within me. I just thought of another one. Okay. And this is going to be the last one. So we don't just keep going because we got all the red flags. You know why? Because we've had a lot of red flags. That's exactly what I was about to say. We know the red flags because we have been through so many relationships where we overlooked them. So to Paul's point, this is not about judgment or do's and don'ts. It's really Mm -hmm. just a a matter of us sharing from our experiences, doing it wrong for so long and now having the opportunity to try to save somebody else from going through the heartbreak that the Lord thankfully healed us from, you know, but anyway, okay. So bringing it back, the last red flag that I thought about too, how do they speak about people that they like don't really care for or someone who has hurt them in the past? That right there, That's good. I had to check myself on that. I, I've had circumstances, you know, people that I fell out with. And when someone would ask me about that person, I'm like, you know, I don't really ride with them because da, 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 da. And the Holy Spirit was like, really? Is that what forgiveness looks like? Mm. And it's like, you want to come to me to be forgiven for all of your mess, but you can't really truly reconcile and let something go with someone from your past. So I think like if, if it ever comes up in conversation and they're talking about like, yeah, man, they did me wrong. Like how do they talk about that experience? Do they, do they speak about it with grace, with compassion, with kindness, with true forgiveness where they have like, let it go. Or are they still talking real crazy about the situation? That'll say a lot because it'll let you know if they are truly willing to let things go in your relationship. Because if I was will, if I'm over here saying I forgive Morgan for stuff and then I'm bringing it up and throwing it back in her face, how will we move forward? No, 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 no. That's a red flag for me. It's a no for me, honey. It's a never. <laughs> never for me. It's a never for me. Oh, okay, Paul. I think I think we've tapped out on those on those red flags. Oh goodness. I'm gonna use a biblical. Like I'm gonna use a biblical term, Salah. <laughs> just gotta whew, think on that. And y'all, this is the perfect time. I just want to point you guys to the Rooted Life podcast. Hey. I listened to it. It was an inspiration for um, this episode. I had something in mind, but when I went back and listened to another one, of the episode was like, "Oh, this be something good to bring up as well." And so, speaking of that, in dating circles, there's this concept of the soulmate. And so, I just want to ask y'all because I know y'all address this on your podcast. Is that something? biblical or give us give us some wisdom on that let me tell y'all it's not biblical let let me actually i'm gonna give y'all a little bit of history so it actually comes from uh plato's philosophy he had this concept back in the day about there was a super race of humans and essentially like people were split into half and they could not find their other half so they spent all this time trying to find their other half does that sound familiar yes you're looking for your other half your soulmate but the thing about it is like Yes, we do have this sense of being incomplete, but it's because oh. we're incomplete apart from God. Come so on. God is supposed to Preach. be the other half, y'all. So that when I am actually seeking a mate, I'm seeking a mate fully whole. I'm at 100% because I am married to Christ first. Come so on. now when I'm trying to look for somebody, I'm not searching out of my deficits. I'm searching out of my fullness and my wholeness in Christ. And so I think like the soulmate that a lot of us are looking for is actually Christ. Like that's the mate to our soul, our inner soul. Do you want to drop the mic or you want me to drop it? Huh? <laughs> I can drop mine if you'd like. Somebody got to drop it because I'm just. Somebody like, has to drop. We need like a do 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 like a little sound effect. <laughs> okay, okay, DJ. 
I just, I don't even know if there's anything to add to what she said, but I will try to just add another thought. I think something that has messed me up so many times in the past is that I didn't see myself complete with God first. And so because I wasn't complete with God, I went searching for people to make me complete. And I, it's easy to say what everybody else did wrong in a relationship. It's much harder to say, I put a lot of weight on a person to bring me peace, to bring me joy. Um, I, I put weight on a human that a weight that a human can't carry. Only a mm. God can I always say this. Like only God can carry the weight of our humanity. Only his love can carry the weight of what I have to carry and walk through. And so when I try to put that on somebody else, I was wrong. Mm. But I, I didn't see myself as complete. And so I love that God has had us both in a lo- season of, I was going to say long, but I don't want to put no, ad- cause I don't put no adjectives God, cause whatever you want to do. But it, I think he did it for me. I can't speak for you, Dorian, but because he's trying to show me that he has always been enough for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's always been enough for me. And I think that because he's always been enough and he's showing me that, that when I go into situations, I don't go into it looking for validation like I used to or go to people to need their approval. I still have to work through it, but it's like because I am full in him, I can actually move in the world from a place of confidence of knowing that I'm, that I'm loved. Um, and so I think that we can't try to look to people who are flawed to be perfect and to be our perfect match because everybody, everybody's going to fall short of the glory. And so mm. I think that we have to find our completion in God first, because the relationships aren't going to complete you. They're just going to expose the brokenness in your heart, no matter mm. how good it is. It's always actually they're designed <laughs> to help you see yourself. And so mm-hmm. you might as well, do the work now, let God complete you so that when you go into that relationship, um, you'll be able to give God what he is, what he desires to carry for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let somebody else just be the extra on top because yeah. if you're looking for them to hold you up, they're going to fail and you're going to set that relationship up for failure. And I know this because I did it for five years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so good, Mo. You know, another thing I was thinking about too is like, we have to remember, I don't subscribe to soulmate also simply because like, I believe that God honors who you choose to be mm-hmm. the your mate. Like, I believe that, you know, he wants us, obviously we want to be spirit led. We want to use discernment, all of those different things. And like, there can't just be this one person that is the perfect match for you. Like, no, that is how, how do you think we go through life and we meet so many people that's like, "Mm, I could have been with that person. I could be with that person. Like I get along well with this person. So it's all about discernment and using wisdom to influence who you decide to make the choice with. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to remember that like God gave us the gift of choice. He's allowing us to choose. If there was just this one perfect person, then why not just match us with that one perfect person. Mm. He's saying, no, I'm, I'm giving you the freedom to choose who it is um, that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And hopefully we are allowing him to influence that choice. <laughs> and that's scripture, because Paul said, if it was up to me, <laughs> you Come all on. would choose to stay single. Like I single. Period. But we got we got scripture to back it up. OK, honey. Back it up. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Amen. And- that okay, I see y'all coming through. That <laughs> speaks also to a similar concept of the one. And I'm just gonna say one thing and we'll move on. Like the one is the one that you choose and the one that you marry. So if you want to say who's the one for me, that's the one. The one that you marry, that's the one for you. Um listen, we didn't gave y'all scripture, we didn't gave y'all philosophy, history, experience. 
Um, we love you and we are rooting for you to thrive in your relationships. And so please be sure to share this episode with somebody and bless them. And I just want to use a King James word. That's what I was raised with. Um, I just want to admonish you to be rooted in the word and prayer and in church community um, so you can notice the red flags and so you can date well. And so because when you are, once again, pun intended, uh, when you are living the rooted life and when you are led by the spirit, you can walk in wisdom as it relates to your relationships. And we give you scripture before we land this plane. Galatians 5, 6, Galatians 5, 16 says, but I say, walk by the spirit so you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. So once again, we're pointing you to the Holy Spirit. We're pointing mm-hmm. you to Jesus. We're pointing you to God. We're pointing you to his word. When you walk in by the spirit, you can notice those red flags and make decisions of wisdom. And so listen, Dorian, uh, Morgan, thank y'all so much for being on this show. But please mm-hmm. let the people know how they can connect with the rooted life. Yes. Thank you so much, Paul. This has been uh, a pleasure for mm-hmm. us. I mean, truly. And before I let folks know where they can find us, I think the one thing that Morgan and I is like really um, heavy on both of our hearts, I feel like it's just people knowing that like you are whole and complete in your singleness with God, like alone. Yes, we want Morgan and I both want spouses. We want to be married. We want the family. We want all of that. But I think the the journey that God has taken us on is understanding that like we were created for for him, mm-hmm. by him, to serve him. And Come so the forward. our purpose is connected to him, not to a partner. So at the end of the day, just remember that like you are whole, you are complete, you are enough in him. Okay. So I'll get off that high horse. But um, yes, to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast. If you go to our Instagram in our bio, uh, we have a link that'll connect you to all of the great things we have going on. Merchandise, our partnership with BCI, we've got devotions, our podcast, obviously. Um, but yes, yeah, so we would love for y'all to connect with us and send us a DM if y'all want to just chat. We love chatting with people. So, um, yeah, I think I would just end with start with um, incorporating the spirit into your everyday life. Like start now. Start asking God now with little things. That's something he's showing me. Don't wait till it gets big. Should I move across the country for a job? You start you start little. God, how do I spend my quiet time with you this morning? God, what song do you want me to listen to? God, you want me to ride in silence? You want me to listen to music? Start incorporating his, his his opinion and preference in your life today with the little things mm. so that you can start to learn and recognize. He said, my sheep know my voice, but you you know him because you spend time <laughs> asking his opinion of things. So I'd say just start now. You can start little with your time spent with him um, and, and he'll speak to you. He loves, he draws near to those who draw near to him. So I say, start drawing near to him and invite him in and he will meet you there and he will blow your mind every time. Mm. So good. What an episode. Once again, Dorian Morgan, Ruta Life, thank y'all so much for joining the show today. Mm, Thank you, Paul. We love y'all. Most definitely. So be sure to find them on Instagram, as they say, and check out their podcast, The Ruta Life. And you know how I do. I'm going to leave that link in the show notes. And to you, to the Thriver, thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to share this episode. Text a link to at least one person that would benefit from today's content. Don't be stingy out there. And since this episode is a part of our relationship series, we are ending with a portion of a song by J.E. White called Fall in Love. And I will leave that link in the show notes so you can listen to that song in its entirety. But until then, until next time, go and be all that God has called you to be. Come on, help me sing it. No matter how far, no matter how far.